Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast. It's been a while since our last recording went out, and well, a lot has happened since we last got together. With the current state of the world, it seems like everyone is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for what happens next. Unprecedented times means it's hard to look to one person for the answers on how to cope, adapt, and how to plan for the future, because the truth is, no one knows what's going to happen next. So, when we don't know what's happening next, the best thing we can do for ourselves and our community is to ask, what can we do right now? When many of Naha's regional directors and board members asked themselves this question, the answers varied wildly, but often came to the same conclusion. We decided to sit down with those directors and figure out how they are coping or changing up their normal aromatherapy and business routines to meet the needs of the world and even their smaller communities. Join us for these next couple weeks as we visit our friends all over the country. We speak with aromatherapy educators, retailers, spa owners, manufacturers, custom blend specialists, practitioners of all kinds, and more to get their take on the hardships and changes and learn how they are forging ahead anyways. These interviews are led by Naha's director coordinator, Sharon Falsetto, who herself has a unique perspective, which we will dive into later in these episodes. Okay, enjoy the show. Jennifer, who is the vice president for NAHA and based in Florida. Um, Jennifer's going to be talking about her inspirational and motivational tips that she has for you and your business during this difficult time and what she has done to help herself as well. We also learn about a new garden project that she's starting um, due to this downtime that she's having at home. We're also speaking to Angela, who is based in Oregon and is our NAHA director there. She um, is doing some important work with cancer patients up in her community. And she's also letting us know about how her community is adapting to a COVID-19 world and how they are changing the way they do things to get through this time. you will first hear from special guest, Jennifer Pressimo. Jennifer is a Naha certified clinical aromatherapist, herbalist, author, educator, and health coach. She is the owner of GenSense and GenSense Aromaversity, providing aromatherapy certifications, masterclass trainings, and mentoring. Jennifer is the VP of Naha and regional director for Central Florida. You can learn more about Jennifer and her business by visiting GenSense.com. That's J-E-N-N. S-C-E-N-T-S dot com, or by finding her on social media on Instagram at GenSense Aromatherapy or on Facebook. I'd just like to welcome Jen Ifa here today um, to um, speak to us as one of the directors in this series of interviews that we're doing um, with regard to COVID-19 and how it's affecting the aromatherapy world. Um, so welcome, Jen. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Sharon. I'm so excited to be here with you. 
I'm excited to talk to you too. Um, for those that don't know you, can you just um, give us a little bit of background on, on your business and whereabouts you're located in the States? I am located in Central Florida, so right smack in the middle of Florida. And I have been, um, I've had my company for almost 20 years. I started out with health challenges and before I knew it, that grew into a natural health business. So I am the owner of GenSense. I have a product line. I do health and life coaching. Um, and I also have the GenSense Aromaversity, which is an online um, aromatherapy school. So I provide certifications for um, NAHA level one, two, and three, the holistic professional and clinical aromatherapy. And then I have several master classes on topics that, you know, have been really important to me, like gastrointestinal health, um, you know, and just really getting into some niche topics. And I also do custom blending. So right now it's more virtual custom uh -huh. blending. Uh, but I, I know that my background and my history and my training has, you know, made me more of an intuitive blender. So the, the virtual custom blending uh, comes more naturally now. Yeah, I, I find that too. Um, we've been um, doing aromatherapy for a number of years. Um, there's certain oils that you're drawn to um, for specific um, situations um, and I think that's just from getting to know them so well and, and the plants and everything um, with it I, I just wanted to say um, I, I love the way uh, you named your school Aromaversity that was very um, clever <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I've also seen lots of things going online with you um, recently you're getting kind of I think you mentioned there about life coaching and, and stuff like that um, I'd love to know um, if you Sorry, I'm still here. I'm thinking I'm just pausing like Savannah told me to so she can cut that bit out. <laughs> so I just wanted to know um, a little bit about the motivation of your life coaching business. Um, do you see that developing more now with all the things that are coming up with COVID-19 that people are kind of panicking a little bit um, they may have to kind of pivot their business and going to need that extra support do you see that something um, kind of growing on that side of your business yeah it really is I think um, for me this kind of all happened and I think for many people it happened kind of fast because I don't watch the news so I wasn't as aware I think as quickly as other people that this pandemic was unfolding. Um, I was also traveling at the time and it just so happened that the week that I was traveling, like the most unfolded, like I got back, like right when everything was being mm -hmm. shut down, um, like on my plane, it was like, there was only seven of us. So I'm like, wow, something's really going wow. on right now. <laughs> and so when I got back, I mean, it was like, uh, when I left, my business was in one place. And when I came back, it was in a completely different place, but not just business, but life. You know, everything was very different. And I thought, wow, okay, I really need to, to think of 
what's going on, where am I at? And I did some outreach to my students, to my clients, to my friends, my family to find out what's going on with you, where are you at? And you know, from there it evolved, really just listening to the messages. I think the big lesson for me was to be still, be quiet and listen to the messages that were coming to me and what people were telling me, you know, and of course that changed in, in, you know, um, March, it was all about um, health and like, what can I do for my immune system? And, you know, what can I do to, you know, which vitamins do I need? Which herbs do I need? What aromatherapy do I need? So it was very needs, tangible needs based. And then as we progressed and people got stocked up on some things that they needed, and then we realized this is our new norm, it turned into like intangibles, uh, mindset. Everybody was like, wow. I'm not handling change well. I'm not adjusting. I've not been able to pivot. Like right. kind of like a sprinkler, you know, a sprinkler goes around. Yeah. Um, but some people were stuck. They were not being able to do that. And so I have a psychology background. Um, even, you know, I have my aromatherapy businesses in my school. My personal specialty is gut brain health. It's mindset, you know, motivation, emotional balancing, but also the connection it has with our GI system, you know, for anxiety, depression, and motivation in our will. So I was able to pull all of those and kind of, and I had to idle. I had to do some soul searching of what is my role right now? I am not in panic mode because I feel equipped. I'm educated. I'm equipped. I have food in my right. refrigerator. I have a, I have a roof over my head. I'm very blessed. And so what can I do to help people and, you know, and helping them pivot from the tangible health aspect to the intangible mindset aspect of, okay, what can we do? Let's utilize this time wisely and let's make it productive and let's not dwell in the negative and, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Let's dwell in wow, what an amazing yeah. opportunity we have to strengthen communications, to strengthen relationships in a relationship with ourselves, with our family, with others, with nature. Mm-hmm. And so strengthening that. And so that kind of really opened up more of my coaching business and people reaching out of, I need that guidance counselor. I need that person who's going to hold my hand and tell me what to do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, tell me what to think. Tell me what to feel. Tell me what to do. And, you know, so that really has opened up, you know, and of course we're doing it virtually. So yeah. we'll talk by phone, we'll do the Zoom meetings or the Skype meetings or the FaceTime and really just kind of talk about what's going on, where are you at? and you know, and, and then we're able to create this beautiful plan. You know, I don't want to use the word coping strategy, but coping plan, but that's really what it is. It's really accepting where we're at, accepting what's to come and being able to adjust and shift to the new norm. So we can be productive. We can be connected. We can be happy. 
I think I think you're exactly right. That's kind of what I'm hearing um, from other directors as well. And I myself, I know when it first kind of hit, there, w- there was a period of a disbelief that this is happening. You know, is this some kind of movie we're, we're in? Um, how can this happen so quickly, so fast, like you said? Um, and th- yeah, those feelings of panic, anxiety. And then, yes, taking the time to um, count your blessings. I have a roof over my head. I have food. I'm in a lot better position than others. And how how can I, you know, use this opportunity to pivot my business um, to help others? And yeah, it's a process. Um, And I think people will value um, your services for that um, because some people do need that extra help um, to get through that. Um, But also it's a time of importance. Um, Health-wise, I think a lot of people um, are turning to herbs and essential oils and aromatherapy itself to um, help with this situation, not just with um, the immunity against COVID-19, but also the anxiety and and the stress and everything um, going on with that. I mean, are you seeing any changes in your immediate community with regard to that? Or how how are people kind of adapting? Are you aware of, you know, any, I know it's difficult to say when we're <laughs> all stuck in our in our houses, but are, are you aware what's going on in your community um, with with this? Yeah, I mean, I have had my phone has been ringing a lot more. Like you know, wow. some days it rings off the hook with people looking for um, remedies. Like they're looking for herbs, they're looking for essential oils, they're asking questions. I have more social media, you know, direct messages, mm-hmm. people getting to me through email, through social media, asking more questions. Um, so I think the homeschooling with our kids is turning into homeschooling as a parent of what do I need to know to yes. survive myself? I'm helping my kids learn. Um, but I have, I've had people reaching out to a ask what they can do to help themselves but be like, wow, I'm really seeing the benefit of this. I want to use my time wisely. You know, I would love to get my education in this now. So in our community, I see the push for education more. Florida, we have a high, high, high number of massage therapists. So I've had more massage therapists reaching out to me for um, if they can get their aromatherapy certification while getting CEU. Mm-hmm because now they've waived the hands-on aspect um, for qualifications, you know, they're wanting to, um, to, to turn this into, okay, well, if I can't make money, then I'm going to learn how to make money in the future. But not only that, how can they help other people? Because then they're able to take this education back to their places of business and reach out even further. So we kind of have, on Facebook, we have our our community Facebook page where we're sharing tips, we're sharing ideas. People are posting, I'm having a rough day today. Anybody got any, you know, what's your two cents for me today? And we're able to give motivational quotes, lift each other up. But I feel a tightness. I feel a tighter sense of community being led through kindness and appreciation. 
Uh, yes, um, I, I'm finding that there's a lot of um, online Facebook communities um, bringing up for local support. Um, I've, I've discovered um, some for Arizona business that I didn't know existed before this. Um, people are, are connecting more with their own communities, um, I think. And I like the point that you said, um, people are coming to you for education. And I, I think it's all, and as we've been saying for years as aromatherapy educators, it's all about taking um, control of that yourself. I think with this um, crisis, the way it hit, people are feeling a little bit out of control. So now they're like, "What? How can I take more control of of my health?" Um, at least that's how I'm I'm kind of perceiving it. Um, and from what you're saying, um, it sounds very much like um, in your community that that that's what people are doing. People are putting themselves um, back in in control of, of their health. Um, I, I would I think so. Um, if if from what you you're saying there, um, so would would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think you know we've all seen all kind of different movies. We've seen different scenarios playing out on the big screen. Um, but I, and I think people have wondered like in that moment, like, oh, I wonder if that happened to me, but it, it's a thought that comes in and goes out. I don't think people have really prepared for like this to be real and this to have happened. And so now that we're in it, I think people are going to the mindset of like, wow, I am, I have to have that survivor mentality Yeah, and there have I and what do I know? Of course, I know how to go to the grocery, sh- you know, grocery, go sh- grocery store and go shopping. But I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know if I have all the things that I need. I don't know what I can use for this. And not only that, people are experienced, they're having to self triage. Because if you have an issue, normally, you would just call your doctor and go to your doctor right away. Well, now you're having to schedule, you know, a teleconsult if you can get in. And sometimes it's not right away, Um, but you can't go to a local facility, you know. So we're having to figure out what do I do? Like, you know, I had somebody call me the other day. Their daughter um, had gotten into something and, um, you know, was having an allergic reaction. And she's like, the doctor's like, you know, I, I can get you in, but it won't be for like 48 hours. And she's like, but she's a mess wow. right now. So, uh, yeah. you know, she calls me, of course we do our disclaimers. I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. Yeah. I don't prescribe, but let's talk about what you have at your fingertips right now. And you know, wh- what, what can you do to try to help yourself? And so that's kind of the place that we're at. I think people now are realizing, Oh, I know what I know. And I know what I don't yeah. know. And the things I don't know, I better learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, with that in mind, I mean, I, I've been trying to grow herbs in my garden for um, a few years now and uh, feel kind of blessed that I, I've already started this journey. But I, I believe other people are starting it too. Um, so many people buying seeds and stuff. And I believe I, I heard, did I read somewhere that you, you is that something that you're doing as well? 
I did. My husband had gotten some seeds. Um, I mean, I've been self-quarantined. I've not left the house, but my husband has a job where he has to go to work. So um, through proper social distancing, you know, he's been able to go to the store and he did. um, We had some seeds here, um, but he also got some others for us. And, you know, he built me these planters so I could, you know, create the gardens. And so it was something on our list of things to do, but yeah. we just hadn't got to it. But now we're making the time and, you know, that's our weekend projects is that we work together. Um, it's you brought us closer that way to create this team, a gardening team. Uh-huh. And yeah. I think it's important. So I'm learning together. We're learning. He will go and YouTube or, you know, watch videos or read about the proper way to space them out. What needs sun, what needs more water. So we're learning, you know, and and I do some, but I, you know, I'm, this is a time that we need to be learning more. So I want to be able to grow stuff to be able to use it in, in the kitchen. We're making more from scratch. Yes. Um, you know, we're staying in touch with our local farms. Um, and, you know, they're having where they give some tips too when we go to pick up our produce. You know, they give some tips on how to garden as well. And, you know, of course, everybody's free to give information through, you know, the social media. You just post a question and everybody yeah. will tell you what they think. <laughs> yeah. You know, so then you-, you can cipher yeah you you have to take some of it with a pinch of salt um yeah I love that point you bring up about local farms that's something I've noticed in here um there's certainly more awareness of our local farms now um even in here in Arizona um I did not realize we had um you know a couple of them we have around here that are available and trying to you know selling their produce and producing everything and people are kind of going more inward um to their local community rather than than saying oh i'm going to the grocery store yeah and i'm going to pick up some carrots and and what have you or whatever on it there they they not only supporting their local farmers um but they're also learning from them as well and you know that may be a, a shift in people are kind of I hate to say this not going backwards because that's how it used to be but we're kind of going around in in that circle um to focus more on our local communities um rather than having something shipped from 5000 miles away um to eat so just bringing it back to um, your main focus on gut health. Surely that is going to be um, a really good thing for us um, in all aspects um, because we should be eating fresher food and knowing where it's come from and learning how to grow it as well. Um, So, yeah. I mean, the farmers farmers have been struggling for – Years And, you know, this was a major shift because you never know in times of crisis who's going to come out on top. Who knew that we were going to run out of toilet paper? Um, you know, <laughs> I, know. I, in Florida, I still don't understand that. I, I know. Well, we know where people's priorities are. Um, but like in Florida, yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have hurricane season. And so we're fortunate that we know when a hurricane is coming, we can prepare. So there's a, all of the canned foods are gone. All of the paper plates are gone. You know, there's no refrigerated 
Um, people are not buying refrigerated items. So they're not buying produce. They're not buying. So a lot of produce, you know, sometimes gets thrown out if it doesn't get bought up, you know, the gas stations, there's a line, you know, they're out of gas. So this time, like the gas stations are the ones that's hurting and the farmers are the ones to flourish. And, and I think this does bring us back and remind us of like, wow, we can't isolate any particular industry because nobody is, um, it is, you know, extinct from, from, you know, devastating times because where the gas stations thrive during hurricane season, they are hurting right now. And it's not just because they're gas, but it's all of the workers attached to that. So now we're seeing the shift of like, okay, these farmers are now having to hire more people. They don't have a large profit margin as it is, but they are making more. So they are bringing on more help. And so we are seeing a shift. And one thing that I'm hoping is that once we are able to balance out, um, you know, and come out of this crisis, that things don't go back the old way that we're more mindful and cognizant of, okay, I do need to support, I do need to stock up on the canned goods for hurricane season, but I also need to be supporting the local farmers who are helping me thrive right yeah. now. Um, it, so yeah, these huge shifts. Yeah. Um, that's what I kind of feel as well that, you know, hopefully we learn from this and don't, you know, people are saying, when are we going to get back to normal? Well, do we really want to go back to the way normal was or do we want, you know, are we going to be better off with this, creating a new normal um i'm not saying what we're, situation we're currently in right at this moment and we need to move forward from that but are we going to go uh, you know forward rather than backwards if that makes sense um going, going forward go, yeah we'll always go forward but it doesn't mean things are going to look like they did three months ago because yes it's life We're never, we're not the same person today that we were yesterday. We're not going to be the same person, you know, two months from now, having gone through this, than we were six months ago. We're different and we have different priorities. We've had different messages placed on our heart. We've had different missions placed on our heart, reaching out to those people who've lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, in Florida, we have all of these theme parks. Well, all of the theme parks, all those workers are furloughed. They have no income. And some of them live paycheck to paycheck. So they really have no money to pay their bills. And so we will, I think we're going to see more um, outreach. We're going to see more altruism. I think we're going to see more people um, donating more, either donating time, services, or, or tangible goods to lift everybody up. And I hope it's not like a new toy that we do it for six months and then go back. But what are a new norm? Yeah. Everybody does get back to norm, but what they're not asking themselves is what describe that. What does that mean to you? And then is that what you yeah. really want? Like, I know you want to get back to work. Is that what you mean? Because, yeah, we need to do that. But there's some good that has come out of this. And we need to 
capture that. We need to focus on that good that's coming out, these tighter communities, tighter camaraderie, more um, of an open heart um, rather than just barreling over the next person. Um, So I think we all need to stop and ask ourselves, what is it that we want to take away it's like a business plan. Yes. You know, you write your mission. Well, what is our mission for returning to normal? What does that look like? What is the vision? And what are we going to do with all these lessons that we've learned? How can we put them into action? How can we proceed forward and either align or realign with ourselves? Because I think people are now figuring out who they are. <laughs> Who they want to be? Yes, yeah. I I think that I think that's true. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really um, good point of good points that you bring up there. And and it's something I think we'll close out on here because you you've left people a lot of questions there to answer, and it's very inspiring um, listening to you um, do this and say this. So yeah, if you need any help with this, I think Jennifer's your person. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I just love helping people. I think, you know, I've gone through the trials and tribulations I I've gone through in my life, just like everybody else. We've all, we all have our story and we might not be able to control some of the aspects of that story, but we certainly can control our responses, um, the direction we choose to drive in, and the outcome that we want. We we have that at our fingertips. You can choose to like bury yourself in a hole and be sad and upset and wallow in depression, or you can yeah. choose to be have affirmation statements and be positive and 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 connect with people who give you that virtual hug and who make you feel better and who encourage you no we're not going to talk about those negatives today tell me something good tell me something positive yeah. what can you do with this let's change the narrative of your story let's change that into how are we going to go forward Well, I would like to go forward with you and give you a virtual hug and thank you for um, joining us today and giving us such an inspirational insight into your business and yourself and for how we can get through this um, with the kind of thinking that you're doing. So thank you, Jennifer, for joining us. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? Or I, I think you covered most things, but do, if there's anything else you want to add? I just thank you so much for inviting me on and being able just hopefully to share some inspiration and motivation with everybody. I think, you know, it's going to be very key that our communities stick together. We need to lift each other up. We need to help each other out. Um, Mm -hmm. and just really, you know, and, and one of my mottos lately is just be stronger than what's holding you back. So what is holding you back? What is keeping, if you're not in a happy, healthy, joyful place, why not? And so, you know, be stronger, surround yourself with those tools to be stronger, then what's holding you back? Because we have this huge opportunity to share the beauty 
of aromatherapy and what it can do, you know, through our services, through our products, um, through our recipes, you know, through our outreach. So just thank you so much for the opportunity to, to chat with you today. I always love chatting with you. Well, thank you. I love chatting with you too. I think it was a great conversation and I feel very inspired and motivated now. Yay! (laughs) Awesome. from another special guest, Angela Sidlow. Angela has been immersed in the world of plant medicine for over a decade. Calling on the wisdom of essential oils and herbs, she helps women on their journey into menopause through her book, Aromatherapy for Menopause Success, one-on-one consultations and various programs. She also works as an integrative therapist in cancer care at a local hospital and provides aromatherapy products for several hospitals. Her online courses include the Hormone Balance Detox, Aromatherapy, your gateway to happy hormones, Reiki Level 1 certification, and AromaPoint Reiki Level 1. To learn more about Angela and the work she does, visit www.angelasidlow.com or you can find her on Facebook. Check out the links in the description to get direct access to her Menopause Success School and to her Waves of Change Virtual Wellness Center. Hi, Angela. I'm so happy you could uh, join us today and, and sit down and talk with us um, about a little bit about your business during the COVID-19 crisis. So welcome. Thank you. Well, first off, um, we'll just um, get our listeners to um, understand um, what is the main focus of your business? What exactly is it you do and, and Kate idea yeah, well, of um, what we're I've... talking about here? I've always uh, been multifaceted with aromatherapy. Um, most of uh, my work currently uh, falls in two different categories. Uh, one is to help guide women through the journey to menopause. And the other is working at a cancer center, doing integrative therapies and providing aromatherapy products in the hospital setting. Okay. And you're actually located in Oregon, aren't you? Um, whereabouts in Oregon are you located? Yeah, I'm on the north coast, uh, sort of where the Columbia River meets the ocean and joins with the state of Washington. And it's a very small community. We have probably about 30,000 residents in our county, but we are very tourist based. Uh huh. Okay, so how um, is that impacted your business? Do you get a lot of um, clients from the tourism trade or do you mainly have like regular clients? I have my regular clients. Um, It was interesting because um, so many practitioners, uh, aromatherapists, massage therapists, body workers have uh, not been able to practice during this COVID-19 shutdown. And of course, all of the restaurants and the hotels have closed. So every, every little town on the coast looks like a ghost town. 
but people are still receiving their cancer treatments. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the essential workers within the hospitals um, are still there. And so um, the everyday to day has changed, but I do have online programs as well. So I, I really felt very, very blessed through all of this that I do have an online presence and I can still uh, be able to reach some of my clients, even though I can't be with them hands-on, one-on-one. Right. So when you say you can reach them, I mean, do you do that through like like Zoom or, or phone? How, how do you do that? How have you adapted to your normal consultation process? Yes, I'm doing a lot of it. A lot of my cancer patients, because I can't see them one-to-one right now, um, I check in with them on the phone or via email or text them throughout the day, just so they have that emotional support that um, that they can stay connected. And some of them, I've dropped off uh, essential oils to them and given them protocols to work with so that they can be doing those at home. And I'll email them little charts and things to help them feel supported in that way. Um, how have they adapted to that? I mean, uh, uh, people seem to be adapting um, pretty well with online, even though some aren't as good as it uh, as others. I mean, are, are you encountering any difficulties? Um, I'm thinking more kind of like uh, the older generation that may not be fam- so familiar with all this online technology. You're absolutely right. Um, I've done Zoom calls uh, with, we, we're so blessed. All, all of us holistic practitioners in this small area of the country are very connected. And so we started a Facebook group called Astoria Healers Circle. And so we get on there daily right. from 5 to 6 p.m. And we each share some of our uh, specialties and then anyone in the community can come and join that and they're recorded so that they can feel supported from a lot of different practitioners with whether it's a meditation or some singing bowls or aroma point therapy that I offered last week. Um, They can really feel part of it, but we've had to get on early um, a little bit sometimes to help the older population say, okay, well, this is where the the button Mm -hmm. is for Zoom and and everything. So (laughs) it's been kind of a challenge, but we've also laughed at ourselves along the way too. (laughs) Yeah, I can certainly uh, understand that um, because I've had some issues with Zoom when I first got on it and, you know, not turning my camera on, not turning the sound on. (laughs) It's so easy to do um, that, but I think it's great how people are are adapting. And I I, I love the idea of the the group um, for support um, for people. So you're not actually seeing anybody. You just kind of drop the... um, essential oil blends and everything off and at a designated point and they kind of pick it up. Is that correct? Correct. Um, if they're a cancer patient, I can drop it off at the cancer center and the medical assistants will make sure that they get it. Um, if they've just been a regular client, some of the clients, um, like they'll, they'll email me and say, could you stop at the store and get me a gallon of milk and some green vegetables uh, on your way here? So I've been sort of doing some of some of that. And I think, you know, it really speaks to how we really want to go forward in tending to our communities as we yes. go forward. You know, it's it's been beautiful in so many ways and heartbreaking in so many other ways. Yeah, I to- totally agree. Um, I mean, the 
loss of life is uh, devastating and uh, how people are having to um, cope with it from at the end of life um, on their own, different circumstances. But I think the sense of community um, in places like where you and I live, I have I live just a little bit outside of Sedona um, in a small neighborhood community. And it, it's the same what you're saying, you know, if somebody's going to the store, will you get, get me this or that? Um, I myself am immunocompromised, so it, it's great. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep out the stores as well. But we also have an older community. Um, so we kind of connect um, more in person. And when I say in person, I mean at the socially accepted distance. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. This kind of a spread out neighborhood. Um, getting everybody online would probably be a challenge. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, it's great to see how everybody's um, connecting more in different ways and everything. Um, Beyond this, um, just thinking about that, I mean, I'm not sure what your state um, requirements are, restrictions, um, once, you know, it's decided that we may open up a little bit. Do do you think you'll continue to operate or at least give this option to people or do you think go back to the way you were doing things before? I think it'll be, you know, this time of uh, shelter in place has really created a very fertile space creatively for me. And I've developed some more programs. I'll be bringing Aroma Point Reiki on board uh, pretty soon, level one, which is fascinating for uh, Reiki practitioners who want to tap into the energetic vibration of the oils to enhance their uh, their own personal practice, as well as um, doing other treatments for people. But um, I'm in my home studio now. Um, so I'm very, very much aware of wiping even door handles down and, you know, doing the clean sweep and doing changing laundry and just, you know, my laundry has gone up significantly. But people are, they're waiting yeah. in line. They're like, as soon as we get the green light, we need to come back and have a session with you. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that um, I'll still be able to see people one-to-one. I don't know how long it will take to be back mm-hmm. into the cancer center because um, I think that's one of the last places that will open up back up to, to um, having more people come in and out of the buildings. Uh, but I've certainly just been virtually, I, I'm on a, a a text feed with uh, all of the medical assistants there and all the nurses. And so um, I'm offering different, you know, aroma points and different uh, oils for, for the grief, for the obvious PTSD that they're, they're experiencing um, as a result of, of being around this situation. So there are ways that my business will change. Um, I don't think we can ever go back to what we considered regular or normal. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, for those of us who take the opportunity, it will be a time for new growth, new opportunities, and some sweet, sweet, sweet relationships along the way that we really value. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, to- I totally agree. This is what I'm hearing from a lot of people that are coming out of this. Yes, this is a huge crisis um, and everything. 
and a lot of grief and bad things um, happening, but also a lot of good things. Um, and I think it's given people that chance to step back um, a little bit after the initial shock and grief um, and, you know, take a look at way, different ways of doing things. Um, and it, it seems like you, you, you're coming going to be coming out of this um, with more online presence, um, doing your new course mm-hmm. and everything, but still hopefully having that one-on-one with people uh, as well. Um, and maybe it's, we'll um, create a greater sense of connection in our in our communities. Um, that seems to be the thread I'm, that's coming through. Um, but also in our in our Naha community as well. I think um, doing these um, podcasts, I'm going to be learning a little bit more about how directors um, are, are coping with different things. Um, I, I don't know. Um, have you connected with anything? Anybody? Um, more in Anaha community because of this to share any ideas or is it more in your own regional community? Um, no, Shanti and I have had a couple of conversations. Uh, she's uh, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then we joined Ragda last night on a Zoom call for a, a, a Egypt reunion. <laughs> so it's, right, it's been, right. Yeah, yeah, it's just staying in touch with my community and um, yeah, and my other associations, my reflexology association that I work with, um, just really staying in touch with them, mostly uh, to find out how, I mean, there's a lot of information circulating around about how we can, uh, since we're not able to work and do our, our jobs, but we're, a lot of us are, you know, contractors and, and self-employed, that there still are some government funds available yeah. to us. So that's been helpful to find that through the various organizations as well. Yes, yeah, there has been um, difficulty in accessing some of those, so sharing information is good. Um, and, and, and on that note, kind of how you has it personally impacted you? I talked a little bit um, about the shock and the grief, and I guess it is like the stages of grieving from the life we had. Um, just on a personal note, note, you and I share the same birthday. And for me, that was kind of mm-hmm. the week when everything kind of hit that week. And so it was kind of like we left one, not to give away our ages here, but left one decade behind and going into a new one in a totally different way. I mean, I know myself, I've gone through moments of panic and grief and then calm. I mean, do, how do you cope with that yourself? Oh, it was uh, a complete roller coaster. I think mm-hmm. for the first two weeks, I, I just did a whole bunch of emotional eating. <laughs> <laughs> I think I baked uh, more yeah. cookies and more bread <laughs> than I've ever baked. And then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I still have food. I'm one of the people who actually, you know, my husband is still working. That was part of the panic is he's a UPS driver. And so he was going out of the house and going, and their company really wasn't doing anything to help protect them. You know, I was sending him out with essential oils and inhalers and hand sanitizer spritzers. Uh And like, they were not even, they weren't providing masks or gloves or anything. So we kind of just did our own thing here, but you know, he was coming back home every day and I'm like, you come in the door, you, you know, take your clothes off, head to the shower. And I'm, you know, then take your clothes to the washer. So, you know, it was, (laughs) 
we had this whole new protocol for him coming home from work. I'm like, I'm not giving you a hug until you've had a shower. (laughs) (laughs) So that was sort of this really weird place we were in. But, you know, um, I think we worked through that and, you know, just um, there's a lot of people in our neighborhood that walk. So, you know, we do our social distancing and talk to them and say, how are you doing? Is there anything you need? You know, how can we support you? So, mm-hmm. yeah, things, those kinds of things just changed. I want to have a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's things we take for granted. Um, yeah. I mean, the hugging of a friend and yeah, just even talking with a friend, you know, you've got to remember to take a step back and maintain your social distance I've always liked my personal space so this is this is good for me in a way um but sometimes you, you kind of forget a little bit and uh yeah it's uh certainly when you're out it's a it's a different world and uh you know I hope we can relax some of these um you know restrictions down down the line but um by the same token we've got to stay safe as well um how does that affect you from a a family point of view i hear so many people say you know i can't see family um i've already been in that situation um my family obviously is in the uk so we're probably one step of the get ahead of the game with skype and the zoom (laughs) and everything but how is that for you that you're so used to seeing your family and now suddenly you know you just can't. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same situation you are because uh, I have one son and his family who are in Alaska and then another son and his family mm-hmm. who are in Hawaii. And we plan to travel in late June for the youngest grandson's birthday. So I, we're, it's still kind of iffy whether we're going to be able to do that to go to Hawaii. Um, I did have to have a very serious talk with my yeah. mother, who's 80 years old. And she likes to have visitors over for coffee. And two weeks into this, she was still having visitors. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> so we had to have a pretty serious talk. Right. And uh, I had to convince her that you could talk through the screen door. <laughs> But you can't have them come in your house. Yeah. So no, that was an adjustment for her. Could have um, a team. Yeah, because I think it's harder to um, make them understand um, the seriousness of it. Um, I I know a few people have have struggled with that. Um, You could have a um, a tea party, coffee get together on the on the Zoom. Um, I I know when my grandmother was a alive um she she died in 2014 at the grand old age of 100 and uh we just got her on to the it it was skype using then um and you know she just used to sit and have a cup of tea with me (laughs) and she could see me and she was having a a tea and a sandwich and yeah it, it, it was a connection that I could still have with her at the end so I guess that's what um a lot of people um are going through now um so uh so yeah, it, it's interesting how we've all got to adapt. Um, is there anything else you 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 want to um, talk about, or you know, things that we haven't covered that you might to like like to mention? Well, I just want to th- just thank all of the Naha directors for everything that they have brought forth during this time, whether it's one of these interviews or whether it's a little workshop. I know uh, Jennifer did an immune support workshop recently that I watched. And, 
but it, it just feels mm-hmm. so good. Like I still feel so connected and so much a part of what's happening. And I'm just so grateful for the plant medicine that's really helping us through this, whether it's an emotional yeah. support or uh, changing our mental state uh, through the essential oils or actually um, really helping to build our immune system. So I'm I, every day I'm so, so grateful for the industry that I'm in, for the beautiful people that, that are part of that, um, that I can share with. And um, of course, for all of the team at Naha who supports, you know, all of us, Savannah and Bill and, and Annette, everybody there. So yeah, lots of gratitude. <laughs> Savannah's there in the background listening to you. <laughs> Thankful for Savannah helping me with this. Yeah. I think my big message that I would like to send out to other aromatherapists, it was something from um, Clarissa Estes' uh, writings. And she said, she talked about uh, us, dur- all of us during this time. But I, I think of it a lot in, in respect to aromatherapy and aromatherapists and holistic healing is that we were made for these times. We're like ships out on this ocean that has these big waves coming in, these surges, whether it's a a pandemic or whether it's a financial crash or whatever it is. We're riding those waves and we have lights on our ships and we are beacons. We are beacons in that darkness to spread this beautiful light that we work with, with essential oils. We were made for these times. That's that's beautiful. You have me in tears here just about because I <laughs> I totally identify with that and I totally agree with you. And I think that is a good place um, to leave to leave it. And so thank you very much, Angela, for joining us and uh, leaving us with that closing statement. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Mm, lots of love to you you too take care Angela thank you so much bye all right that's it for this episode we hope you'll join us next week where we hear from two more of our Naha directors the National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy is a member-based nonprofit organization devoted to the holistic integration and education of aromatherapy and do a wide range of complementary healthcare practices. To learn more about NAHA, how to become a member, or about the Beyond Aromatics Conference, please visit our website at naha.org. You can also keep up with everything we do by following us on social media at Beyond Aromatics on Instagram or at Aromatherapy Community on Facebook. Subscribe to our mailing list, our podcast, and tell others about us to help our community grow. Until next time, I'm Savannah Rose, and this is the Beyond Aromatics Podcast.